Welcome back to the Upper Tier Podcast, the football podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Audio versions show are available through Spotify. And if you'd like to contact the show, you'll find us on Twitter at the underscore upper underscore tier or on Facebook and Instagram, the upper tier. Joining me tonight, as always, for our Premier League preview, my brother on these shows, Mystic Darren. How are we? Good evening, Noel. How are you, Neil Flower? Not too bad. Welcome back to the show. I wasn't as I was oh, I was so happy that we had an international break and I didn't have to face <laughs> you straight away with your picks after that West Ham game. Um, I hope you're not gonna be as 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 torturous this week and potentially not as right either, but we'll get into it anyway. This is match week 12. Um yep. interesting round of fixtures to say the least. There's a a lot of things on the line here for a lot of different teams, but it kicks off lunchtime on Saturday. Thank God that international break is done. Kicks off lunchtime on Saturday. Big game, Leicester versus Chelsea. Yeah, it's a big game. Um, obviously, Chelsea dropped a couple of points the last day out, and Leicester have still kind of struggled to get the ball rolling in with any sort of um, consistency, you know. So it is a big game. Chelsea are going to have a couple of their big boys back for this, I reckon. You know, I think Lukaku and Werner are probably a lot closer than they were before they started the international break. Um, and I and I think, you know, there's a still, you see Justin Chilwell and Reese James getting minutes for England there the other night. Now, I'll believe they were playing against, I don't know, some bag, bag packer from Italy or something. But, um, yeah, I think I think this is Chelsea nailed on, man. I really do. I think this will be, I think this will be comfortable, actually far more comfortable than we'd probably think it was going to be, you know. But uh, I think this will be this will be Chelsea. We're going to say Chelsea by two. We might say 3-1 Chelsea. Okay, I was thinking a one-all draw. I think it will be a bit tighter. The only thing I'm really concerned about in it is the links between Rodgers and United at the moment. Could it be a bit disabling? Uh, disabling? Um, that's, that's the only thing I feel a bit concerned about. Um, but apart from that, I'm thinking a one-all draw. Rather than them being destabling, I just like them to be true. That would do for me if at the minute, man. If I'm honest, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know those links there at the moment. They're just crazy. Here's an interesting one coming up. The first of the three o'clock: Aston Villa at home to Brighton. Massive game. We know Stevie G is gone in there. This is his first game at home. Crowd are going to be behind them, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but up against our boy Graham Potter. Up against our ground for that quick reminder. Um, and yeah, listen, we know how well Brighton are drilled. And they're a good team. They're physical. And they defend well. They they create an awful lot of chances. They probably don't score as many as they should. But um, I think this is going to be a, a, a very, very tight game. I don't think there's going to be much in this at all. Um, I think Stevie's going to show up. I think you might see Villa dig their heels in and try and be a bit more solid and stuff like that. But... Um, I think I think it'll be difficult for them to get the win, and um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one all on a draw here. This is one I'm gonna call that gets the manager's bump, and I'm gonna go Villa two one. I think Stevie gets himself off to a win and start at Aston Villa. He's at home. Crowd are gonna be up for it. Team should be up for it. And I know Brighton in the last few weeks there's been a at times a little bit of a struggle. They dropped um, off a little bit, haven't they? Just a just a tad, just a tad. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking Villa 2-1 um, So we shall see um, 
Burnley versus Crystal Palace. Over to our friend Patrick Vieira. Um, although I think this will be tougher for Palace than some of the games they played recently. Um, I think Palace really, really like playing the better teams because I think it's where they can do their best work, where they kind of dig in and they're dogged and they're greedy and it's backs to the wall and, you know, and then they hit them on the bounce and stuff like that. I think against Borny, they'll have a lot of the ball. I don't know if that'll suit them as much because they kind of like to play on the bounce like that, don't they? Um, mm. with, with lads breaking at, at speed and stuff like that. Um, and, and Burnley obviously picked up that, that win and their, and then their draw with Chelsea, you know. So they're, uh, they're in decent form, Burnley, I would say. Sean Dyke probably didn't want the international break coming right when it did. They just mm. started to pick up a bit of form. Um, they've been yeah, shocking at home though haven't they they've been very poor at home and I mean Turf Moor is not exactly an easy place to go to for most teams but this season it's been a little bit more um, mm. it's been a, bit, a little more uh, opening you know um, I think I think I'll, I think I'll go to draw here you know it's a bit more I think it's going to be tight but I think I'm going to say the draw here score draw one all. yeah I think 1-1 one, one. Um, let's go 2-2 two, two. Okay, let's go two two. This this is one I think Palace are just gonna nick it. I you think, think Vier- so? I think Vieira has good stuff going on there at the moment, and I think that he does. A brand of he does, yeah. And and I, I I think to be honest, with you coming off the results he's had so far, I think if he didn't come away from Burnley with a win, he'd be quite disappointed. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people look at Burnley away from home and say, Do you know what, we get out of there with a point, unscathed, not too many injuries, nothing silly. And we just go to the next one. But not this season. Mm. This season, a lot of teams have been going there and picking up points. They have, but they've had a rough enough um, set of home fixtures as well, you know. Mm. They, they played some good sides as well. So, But listen, I don't think there'll be lots in it. Maybe the odd goal, but I'm going to go 2-2. Sure. Next up, Newcastle versus Brentford. The Eddie Howe error begins. Eddie needs to start well here. Um, Eddie really, really needs to start well. And and I don't know if this is a horrible fixture for Newcastle. Um, Brentford have just gone off the boil slightly in recent weeks. And, uh, you know, they haven't been playing the sort of flowing, free-flowing football that we were accustomed to in the, in the opening few weeks for them. Um, I think teams have started to work them out slightly. Tony is there. The goals have dried up from Ivan Tony and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, Ivan Tony, a former Newcastle player, he was sent out to Northampton first. I think it, then it was Peterborough, and he's landed at Brentford. Don't be surprised if back up in up in the northeast, Ivan Tony gets on the score sheet and does enough to get Brentford a point at the weekend. So it looks like lots of draws so far, isn't it? You're going with another score draw, yeah, one all. Going with another score draw, yeah. I just think they'll Newcastle will be a little more resilient than they have been recently. Uh, you know. What 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 what's your making of it with the crowd? I mean, are the Newcastle crowd are the Geordies are they happy with Eddie Howe going in? I'm sure they're happy that they have a manager now. <laughs> yeah, and a coach and someone technically and tactically that has some mm. ideas and stuff like that, you know. But um yeah, I think he's probably not the name a lot of them wanted. Mm. Um, but but for now he's a name that they'll they'll um, put up with, let's say, uh, until such time as 
maybe things look a bit more up and optimistic and and yeah. and the owners can sell the project a bit better to somebody else, you know. Yeah, agreed. Next up, Norwich versus Southampton. Norwich coming off a big win. Norwich coming off a big win. They've got that new manager in, haven't they? And Dean Smith. Um, and and Southampton haven't been great. You know, um, they really haven't been great. They're not scoring enough goals, Southampton, and a little bit leaky at the back and stuff mm. like that. Kind of work, work, workman like, isn't it? Really, from the very workman, even mm. when they pick up po- uh, even a point, you're thinking they worked so hard for that point, like it shouldn't be this mm. difficult, you know. Um, I'm gonna keep the trend going, man. I'm gonna say 1 1. It's gonna be a massive hack if we hit this on beat the bookies, <laughs> it'll be unbelievable. Um, probably the big one for you out of the three o'clocks, Watford versus United. Is this gonna get controversial now? Yeah, you know you're shit when you're playing at three o'clock on a Saturday, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, this this could be tough, man. This could be a lot tougher than most United fans think it's going to be. Um, we talked about it the other night. They're quick. They're powerful. You know, and a couple of lads have way for goals there. I don't think this is going to be easy at all. Um, I'm shocked Ollie is still at the wheel. Um, really, really am. Mm. You know, I know the links in recent days. It's been Rogers. It's been Zidane. It's been Rogers. It's been Zidane. Who's to know what it is? But I think this could be could be tough. Um, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say score a draw. <laughs> is this what the crystal ball? You want to put those shades back on again? Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I I'm. I'm thinking United for the win here. I just know when his back is to the wall and I know there's been a lot of rumblings, not only are the fans concerned, but there's been a lot of rumblings from the players that they're nearly as shocked as the fans are that he's still there. But Mm -hmm. I just don't know when his back is against the wall and I think the quality that's... Like, I mean, the quality eventually has to come through, doesn't it? It has to. Why? Because I like I just I look at both squads, you know. What I mean, I look at both starting elevens, and I just think United just have so much more. And I mean, look, look, me and me and you could put out a starting eleven there that would give Watford a right good go on Saturday, wouldn't we? Yeah, but like when you see the lack of confidence and morale and stuff like that around the place, and how how void of ideas they've been, and how tactically inept they've been, could you really go in saying? That they were heavy, heavy favourites, even with the the leverage in the squads. Like, well, you, you've Maguire coming back now off two world class performances. Now, where's your fishing rod tonight? <laughs> I'm trying to go, Jim. I'm trying to give you something to cling on to. You're a United <laughs> fan. I'm trying to give you hope, mate. <laughs> your hope is that he's gone. <laughs> you know, it's I just, I just can't believe we're still here. And, I, I, and, I'm going for a United win. I think the week away in a beat the Raven has done them well, maybe. <laughs> you, you just want them there for another week so we can drop a couple more points the week after, that's all. <laughs> I don't think it would feel the same if a lower-level club, and no disrespect to Watford, but I think if a lower-level club gets them sacked, it wouldn't have the same ring to it, sure it wouldn't. As if it was City or Liverpool thumping us like. No, but even Arsenal and Chelsea coming up. I mean, if Arsenal get them the sack or Chelsea get them the sack, you can kind of look at it and it'll be banter FC and it'll be good how, crack. How apt, I mean? would it be, how apt would it be for Mikel Arteta to get him the sack? 
after after what went on and the comparisons and you yeah. know and stuff like that and all Ollie and oh, Arteta and bloody blah like this that could be but see that's that's why that's why I think they could bounce back with a win this week and, and get the ball rolling again, you know what I mean? Because Arteta was on the gallows as well with the noose around the neck, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He he's uh, he's fought back well, hasn't he, Arteta? He has, absolutely. Eddie had the plan and we were all fooled into thinking that there was no plan. Still not a fan of Eddie. Still no. not. You know, I think he just looks like an absolute slime ball. You know, a, I reckon he'll be sharing a cell with Jimmy Savile, but it's another day's work. Yeah, but I, th- I just think you know, I, th- I think with the with the plan that he laid out and some of the things he said in the Sky Sports interview, that mm-hmm. everyone was laughing their balls off about it. Now, yeah. now it's looking like there was actually a method to the madness. Really, you know what I mean? When you see, was there, the- or were they just? Did they just get very, very lucky? I don't know. Well, the key point that he made was don't judge us until we have the full team back. And it's happened. You know what I mean? Now, there's obviously a bit of luck because there's always a bit of luck when you come back from that store. But I, I, I yeah. think I think he made some valid points in it now. And look, we, I did an episode with Morris laughing at it. It was crazy. You know what I mean? But now you look back, go back over the last eight to ten weeks, massive difference, you know? Yeah. Um, let's move on then. The final three o'clock game on Saturday, Wolves versus West Ham. It's going to be a great game, isn't it? Mm. It's hardly going to be another draw for you now, is it? What do you think? <laughs> now nah, you're going for a West Ham win here, aren't you, Moisey, no? Oh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think, I worry about teams and they've had a massive result like West Ham had. Um, I just think there can be a little bit too much goes into it. And, 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 and sometimes you then see a small drop-off you know, you see them win a big, big game like that, and then maybe they they don't follow it up the way they should. You know, get touched up um, the following week by a lesser club type of thing. Just slightly, you know, because they got themselves up for that for that um that Liverpool game. They they really put it together and come out with the result they wanted and everything like that in the performance. And and it would be like them then to just drop off against Wolves. And Wolves, who have tightened up a little bit at the back recently, mm. and have started to score a few goals, and I think West Ham might be missing a couple of players, maybe even uh, Declan Rice, if I'm right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm sticking on my list of draws, I think. So you've literally picked all score draws, bar the first one was just a Chelsea win. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to work this out on the beat the bookie show for you, and we're going to figure out what this, <laughs> this and if it comes up when you be euro on it. We're going to have us. <laughs> this comes up, you're coming to Dallas. <laughs> um, let's round out then the half five, the tea time kickoff. Obviously, Liverpool versus Arsenal, massive game, massive game for both clubs. Yeah, big game, big, big game. Um, I think Arsenal have really, really torn the corner, as we said, you know, and um, Liverpool are going to look to try and bounce back after what was a poor result and performance at West Ham, you know. Um, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as as easy as apple pie, you know. Um, yeah. I think this could be a tough a tough game to follow up that West Ham game because, again, I think it's a game where Arsenal are going to kind of get in your faces a little bit, which isn't very Arsenal-esque, let's say. But it's, it's something new that they've started to show recently where you know they're a bit more physical. There's a bit more about them, um, and and I again, there's a 
there's injury list starting to mount up there at Anfield, isn't there? I, th- I think it's, I think it's looking there's, there's one or two but I think it's looking okay at the moment the same Mane today back in training and all and stuff like that so it's not so too you think bad he might be ready and yeah. then Robertson yeah no I think we'll be okay I think we'll be okay and then Origo was injured tonight again wasn't he um, I'm not too sure he may have been but I mean that's I think Origi got a knock and I think Robertson's the suggestion he might not make I don't know I think this could be tough um, oh, well, I, I wouldn't be too upset with Simicus coming in to replace Robinson and I no, he's a bench player anyway so yeah and I think that's something you've mentioned over the last yeah. few weeks that you know you'd be happy for him to get a bit of extra game time you know Absolutely. Um, am we am we just taking the easy way out this, this week uh, I, think, yeah, these... I think I think you're hedging your bets because you want to put the shades on again on Monday do you think so yeah, that's that's the feeling I'm getting here that you're just being you're being a little bit cautious with the previous winnings. Yeah, no, I just I I, I see an awful lot of um, I just see an awful lot of tight games, and you know sometimes when teams come back after the international break, they look like teams that have had a break from each other, and maybe mm. that kind of cohesion isn't always there. Yeah. You know that when you've had a run of three or four games, you're putting balls into space, and there's a guy there, and all of a sudden you're going. Oh, but if you know what I mean, that type of thing. Um, what what about the fact that maybe Arsenal? I mean, they've had a reasonable run of games as well, isn't they? They've had a lot of fixtures that have suited. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I, I would expect. I, I would be. Though is key. I yeah. really do, and I think that's that flying high. You know, you've got the boy um, Smith Rowe, who's just Smith made Rowe. his debut and got Saka. a goal, and Saka scored, and Partey is looking down. more. Played for England and got his clean sheet and yeah. Yeah, Thomas, go Thomas Partey looking more like the midfielder we know he is and and the boy Sammy Lakonga mm. uh, in the centre midfield looking a real snip at like what was he 14 million mm. looking an absolute bargain and puts himself about like to tackle he's on that and it's, it's funny you look at certain international teams you know Mm. And I would watch a lot, you know, you're watching stuff coming through on live score. Yeah. And you're kind of looking at the benches and you're saying, who's coming off the bench here? Mm. And the boy Samuel Conga was coming off, was was on that Belgian bench for the last little while. He's just been starting to get into the squad. And all of a sudden, Arsenal snapped him up and it's a good price and stuff like that. And something very similar we talked about the boy Hans Vanneken at Club Rouge. Um, and, and he's started to play more game time, I think. He's somebody that I think will move fairly shortly to a bigger team. And those Spurs have mm. been linked with him heavily. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. Really good footballer there. But I'm surprised that it, it doesn't, you know, we don't see uh, clubs do it more often. That when somebody gets into, because I mean, you've got to be a reasonable footballer to get into an international spot. You know what I mean? And um, for most teams. Most countries, mm. and, and and when you're getting involved in the likes of the German squad, the Belgium squad, the French squad, mm. you're a decent footballer. Like the, the latest boy, obviously the breakthrough in France is the boy Tunamani, and and he's obviously going to go for big bucks come the summer. Yeah, I suppose when you're moving up into the the, the top tier though of clubs and stuff like that, and you're looking to move in there, the football and there's only a certain part of it as well. You've got branding and marketing and. That other stuff that goes with it as well, you know what I mean, and that 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 tends not to come from those areas as much yeah, or with, as strong. Some of the big clubs, but like I don't think that's a big deal at Arsenal. You know, I don't think like Arsenal aren't a, a hugely um 
like they're not a cash cow the way the likes of United are or a Barcelona or a PSG or a Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They're not yeah. in that league. Mm. You know, like you, you, you'd have to root for an Arsenal fan every now and again. Mm. You know, and that's not just because they, they were rubbish for a little while. Um, you know. Yeah. So what what are you going with here? All that being said, then four one Liverpool, yeah. Score drop. <laughs> score score drop. Good lord. What and what score are you thinking? Um I'm thinking one one. One one. Yeah. It's a very low scoring game for an Ar- a Liverpool Arsenal game, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Up at Anfield tea time on a Saturday under yeah. the lights. It'll yeah. feel like a European toy. Three one Liverpool. Perfect. That's more like it. <laughs> That's that was my score. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, Salah to get back to scoring ways and stuff like that, and put on a bit of a performance. But you'd expect a reaction out of Klopp's men, wouldn't you? After that West Ham game, you would. I just don't. I, I think it's probably the wrong team to bump into. You know, I think if it was, you know, there was fifteen other teams in that league that mm. would have been an easier one than Arsenal, just because of the run they're on, the level of confidence the boys, you know, during the week and stuff like that. But listen. Liverpool should have enough of them. Hopefully. Uh, let's move on to Sunday, the 2 o'clock, Man City versus Everton. Yeah, this going to be a tough day at the office for Everton, isn't it? I would have thought so, yeah. Absolutely. They've been really poor recently. Mm. and They're not creating enough. and The midfield is getting overrun in places and there's not enough protection there. The back four have struggled um, to keep clean sheets and, and they're kind of being picked off left, right and centre here, Everton. And um, this, yeah, City boy, City boy three, three nil City. Good show. Um, and then we round out the weekend, the 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 evening kickoff, the Super Sunday, Tottenham versus Leeds. Antonio Conte, here's your victory. Here is here is your here's your win that you are or you were after. You come in, you got your your nil all draw away with Spurs. This weekend, Spurs get our away with Everton. This weekend, Spurs get the win. This will be really, really easy for Spurs. Kane coming back to great form. I know he only played yeah. Sam Marino on Albania, but he's taking the goals lovely, isn't he? Seven, seven goals in two games. Two man of the match performances. I think he got both the player of the games or whatever. Um, obviously, the New England scorer, the record scorer and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, yeah, I expect them to I expect them to start looking and, and, and uh, producing more like what, what we've expected to become accustomed to over the last few years. I think this is this is set up for Spurs to really hit the ground running. I wouldn't be surprised to see Spurs put four past leads. Well, big show. Um, how, how does that leave then? I mean, we, we've spoken about this manager Merrigal round. How yes. does where does that leave Bielsa then? I mean, he's he's struggling big time, isn't he? He is. Um, he really, really is. And I suppose. You know, I'm not sure I understand. Yeah, either way, and I'm not sure how long Leeds can allow this to go on. I know there's there's a massive amount of Bielsa love up there in Leeds, and obviously getting them back into the league and the style of play and stuff like that. But they've been so so poor this season. They really have, and um, you know they're out. There's open as a chocolate box at the back, aren't they? Mm. Um, and I just don't see where they're gonna where they're gonna get the goals from. You know, I know Bamford has been big, big miss for them this season. 
Mm. But I just don't think there's enough from around the team. Um, you know, last season you saw goals from like Click and from Dallas and stuff like that, and they seem to have dried up as well. I think the only one putting in any kind of a shift up there at the minute is Rafinha. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he can keep doing it on his own all the time, especially after he's had that trip to Brazil mm. and to come back and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'd say Bielsa's got maybe two or three games left to save himself. Yeah, Harrison has been the one I've been so disappointed in. I mean, he got the he got the contract up there and he got the signing and stuff, you know. And I mean, he was yeah. when he was on loan there, he was twice the player he is now as a Leeds player. You know what I mean? So I've been disappointed in him. I've also been disappointed in Dallas. I know what you're getting with uh with with Calvin Phillips, but I, yeah. I I'd be I'd be a bit concerned there now if I was Bielsa. I mean, they they'll be looking around the league here saying Villa pushed the button, Norwich pushed the button, Spurs yeah. pushed the button. All these teams are pushing the button. Newcastle. You know, Newcastle, Watford did it. They're all yep. they're all pushing the button. They're not hanging around. They're not messing no. around. No. You know, and another couple of losses there now, and they'll find themselves in a relegation dogfight. And as you said, if they're that soft at the back and there's not much going up up front, it's not yep. a recipe to be getting out of that bottom three if you find yourself in it. No, I I, I think they're in I think they're in major trouble, if I'm honest with you. Mm. Um and I think he's probably got three games to save themselves here. I think Spurs are going to tonk them. I really do. And, and I don't ever see Spurs tonking a team, but I see them tonking these boys the weekend. Um, I see the boy Stephen Bergwijn got a goal and assist tonight for Holland as they qualified as well. Mm. Um, you've got Son, you've got Kane, you've got Mora, you've got the boys in the midfield. They'll be tighter at the back. They'll play that, that trade at the back with the wing backs and stuff. Um, I think Tottenham are going to absolutely bat them. Um, they, they certainly looked a different club against Everton, didn't they? When Conte went in there, in terms of organisation, absolutely. And I back. mean, that's without even you know um, personnel changes, which that's, will probably just, happen in January. That's just three that's, days coaching. That's three days coaching, and someone going, "Well, stop doing that because it's really stupid. Don't mm. do that because it's really stupid." And this is what I want you to do. And that's how easy it is, or it can be, when when you have a quality manager and he's getting a point across. You yeah, know, and, and it's that- very very simple. Yeah, I was saying he was only there three days and he made Dyer look like a footballer, you know, which was which was quite the shock, in fairness, when we seen it, you know. So yeah. now he now he's had more time to work with these lads. I know they've been away on international breaks from them, but he's he's had more time to work with them in terms of getting his philosophy across and stuff like that, in terms of coaching and his expectation. And I know I know there's a lot of talk going on in there that he's gone in and he's uh He's banned certain foods and stuff like that. I don't know if you've seen the story the other day. The players are no longer allowed to have ketchup or mayonnaise or anything like that. It's banned from the ground and all this right. kind of thing. I don't know if you've seen any of that. So he's putting his he's putting his flag down there and going, this is my expectation and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. Um, I wouldn't have thought ketchup was the problem at Tottenham, but certainly it gets the point across, doesn't it? I don't know whether, like, you know, that's, it's something so very, very menial that it can really backfire when you're trying to get guys on side from a man management point of view. You know, because it's a difficult thing for someone to buy into. I mean, if you're a footballer and you're a really good footballer and, you know, like tactically understand the game and physically can play the game and stuff like yeah. that, and you have a bloke who's harping on in your ear about fucking ketchup and mayonnaise, like... But the problem is 75% of that Spurs team are not really, really good footballers and they're not really this, that and the other. And they uh, need, a, you know, they need an awful lot of cuddling, you know? 
yeah, but there's more than enough up at Spurs or down at Spurs, we should say, you know, um, that that when they get somebody like Conte who's organised and has a structure and stuff mm. like that, um, that they've more than enough going on in their squad to be able to put this together and, and make him look make him look good where I don't I just don't think you need to be having those arguments with well, well, I, mayonnaise. I, I suppose I suppose if they go out and they slap up leads, I mean the answer will be, you know, maybe playing burgers is the way to go. Yeah, it's a, it's a not, tough not for me or you, though. Not for me or you, though. It's a tough. I'm a playing burger kind of guy, so I'm all right with that. But I suppose the it, thing about it is, you can do what you want at the training ground, but when you go home to have your dinner, there's no one looking in your window of your house. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, is yeah, is uh, is he following Eric Dyer home to make sure he only had one maybe, burger? Maybe, maybe he has access to all the lads, Aldi and Little Apps, has he, or something, so he can see what the shopping is or something. <laughs> you know what Conte is if like, that, he's, met, he's meticulous, you know. If they're not in Marks and Sparks, I just don't want to know, to be honest with you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, it was originally Marks and Sparks, I was downgrading it down because the boys had dropped out of the top four, <laughs> so maybe the cash wasn't the same, you know. Yeah. So, what have, what have we got here? What we have is we have uh, we've got city and spores. You've you've got everything. You've got everything a draw bar Chelsea and Liverpool, and then you city have city and, and city and spores. So you've city spores, Chelsea, Liverpool, and everything else a score draw. Right. So I will work on that, my friend, on the beat the bookie show. No doubt you'll be on for that or jump on for it anyway. Absolutely. And I will let you know what your odds are both for your accumulator and also I'll, I'll, I'll pick out about teams to score bet as well because you've done score draws. Lovely. Let's do that. And let's let's see what those results are. We might we might throw a few pound on maybe and, and if it comes through, maybe we'll try. We might have we might split a fiver and two of them, you know. Yeah, we might, and we'll, just we'll, see what happens. Yeah, what we'll do, we'll, if we earn a few bob, maybe we might throw it away to a charity or something like that. Give a local charity a few quid or something if we win it. Absolutely. <laughs> the trip to WrestleMania charity. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, as yeah. always, a pleasure having you on for the premium. Shelbourne Stadium, uh, home for our old dogs. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Retirement home for what was the, what was the one on there? What was the one on Mrs. Mrs. Brown's boys? God, I can't remember now. What was it? Uh, whippets and greyhounds. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something Whip around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, pleasure having you on as always for these previews. This is going to be I an thought. interesting one. I'm telling you now, I'm going missing on Monday if you get a bunch of these right because I just might as well give up. <laughs> Till next time, this has been your Premier League preview. Match week 12 coming up. Some massive fixtures coming up, especially on the back of coming back off an international break. Some players are very happy with their performances. Other players very disappointed that they were in pole position and now find themselves in qualifiers, namely CR7 and Bruno Fernandes. But that's neither here nor there. Until next time, YouTube, Dynamo Podcast Network, Spotify for audio versions of the show. And these two handsome lads will be back with you again real soon for no doubt more episodes. Till next time, my friend. Cheers, brother.